Hello and welcome back to Terry's Tips for Life. My name is Terry Sidhu. I'm a life coach and a meditation teacher. You can find me on Instagram at Life Coach Terry or via my meditation page at 420 Meditation. Yes, my meditation program is cannabis friendly, but it is not cannabis mandatory. That must be stated. Um, so what's this episode all about today? Well, I thought we talk or tackle the topic of mental health. How do you manage your mental health anyway? What I've noticed working with clients on both the meditation side and the coaching more personal development side is that mental health has a lot to do with energy management, understanding exactly what your body needs first and uh, making that your priority whenever you feel as if you're off balance and not quite sure which direction to take. You'll notice mental health um, really has a lot of physical um, symptoms or reactions. You know, if you're feeling anxiety, you know, your palms are sweaty, your heart is racing. What can you do to reduce anxiety? Well, take a couple of breaths, breathe in through the nose, breathe out through the nose and really reconstruct your reality, really get control over your body and your body's uh, rhythm. Don't, it's the only way you're going to start slowing down your thought processes if you carry on the breathing technique. Now in meditation, what I teach is how memory is like a fire and ignites a fire within. Uh, the dreamlike state is very fluid. It's uh, connected to the water element, you know, that is state of creation and imagination. So that's two realms of consciousness already. The waking state is very physical, it's grounded in the earth. And so what element controls all those three? What element is... Um, is is the conscious self and that we can argue is air how do we get air we breathe so whenever you're having a crisis of the mind breath is the first thing you want to get control of so a nice controlled breath can really reset your emotional state really reset your energy levels and once you've regained um, conscious clarity you can slowly reduce that anxiety panic and fear works great as well when you're when you're high and you're really losing yourself and losing a state of self even when you're drunk you know same thing get back to breathing regain control of the conscious operation your breath will literally teach you so much about your physical and mental well-being if you find it hard to breathe you know there's something that needs to change something that needs to happen in order for you to restore function and clarity again what else can help with the mental health uh, side of things? Energy management, we're going to stay on that topic. So think about when you're really facing a low, but you have a very demanding day. You know, if you have a cup of coffee, you'll notice your energy levels are spike and you're feeling a lot better again. Um, this is a great technique, um, a simple cup of coffee. I know it's crappy to have to rely on coffee, but let's face it, the world is a very demanding place. And if you have a very demanding day and your energy levels just aren't right, don't be afraid. Have a cup of coffee. It's completely fine. Um, don't beat yourself up for having one. But I would recommend and I insist that every time you do drink coffee, if you have to drink coffee to get through your week, give yourself a couple of days off where you're not drinking any at all. Yeah, you're going to feel low, but you want to get your body to restore its natural function. You don't want your body to be relying on coffee in order to function normally. You want to let your body restore those levels itself. So if you take a break from coffee for a couple of days, you know, let yourself relax, let all your body rest, because let's face it, you're pushing your body beyond its um, everyday capability. If you're dosing yourself up with coffee or anything else to stimulate 
energy or invigorate energy so uh, yeah take some time off to make sure that on your weekend you are really taking it slow not drinking any coffee and just going at the pace that your body can handle you can really deal with a lot of mental health issues just by paying very close attention to your body's energy levels and getting that straight Again, take care of your basic needs as well. What you eat and what you put in your body will definitely have an impact on your mental health. Eating healthily. I recently switched to organic foods. Everything, all the fruit and veg I buy, all organic. And it really is a game changer when you have the right nutrients floating around in your body. You don't need to eat a lot either. I noticed that eating healthily and eating organic really is a great substitute for over-consuming and um, feeling really balanced within and let's face it when you're running at an optimum level you can really understand what you're capable of too Uh, that's the most important thing you don't want to overexert yourself for a purpose that isn't yours if you're looking if you are on a path of discovering your own purpose wouldn't it be nice to understand what your body was designed for and what it can handle first so that you're not jumping onto a purpose that isn't necessarily real that's really more connected to you not just mentally not just in the way it inspires you and encourages you but physically too so mental health management really is a lot about that uh, physical physical energy that you have in your body. So learn how to manage that first and you will learn how to better manage your mental health. And don't forget, always breathe, get that controlled breath in. What else can we talk about? Depression, right, what is depression? What is it about? Well, think of it like this. If you're depressed, you really are kind of pushing all of those true thoughts and feelings and um, any actions or any desires you're pushing them down to a point of uh, non-action you know you're you're isolating yourself you're keeping yourself away you're you're doing what you can just to get through one day to the next so I always find depression one of the first things I assess whenever a client comes to me saying that they're depressed is um, we look at the environmental situation we look at the uh, system that they're navigating their lives in or modeling their lives against or comparing themselves against we look at their influences we look at all the external uh, sensory input that guides that human uh, human's experience and if someone is depressed and um, doesn't feel quite like there is any experiences out there that are going to fulfill them chances are their society or their their external environment doesn't accommodate um fresh input new input new energy uh truthful expression um which is probably one of the main ones you know it's a very restrictive environment i find um when when i'm connecting with people who find themselves feeling quite depressed and uh so what i always recommend is to start um just accepting like little truths anything that will kind of encourage you to get up and be curious and learn about something whether it starts with a google search or starts with uh, joining a class to see where your level of comfort is at where your um, physical level of comfort is at and start assessing every little element that restricts you from engaging with the world if instagram's making you depressed get rid of the damn thing if facebook is making you depressed log off get off that thing and if you find yourself that you're addicted to this to these social media tools then what is it about life that's not engaging you what is it about your everyday existence that's not engaging you that you're you know looking to the experiences of others in order to find some sense of purpose and direction 
or comparison as to um, your self-worth. And that's essentially what a lot of people I find I end up doing is they're measuring up against all these other people. And when you realize a lot of things that are posted on social media aren't quite exactly as they seem, even I adjust the lighting to make myself look good. So let's face it, social media is a work of art it's a piece of art it can be manipulated it can be changed and with all the technology that's out there now and all the filters that exist there's no point seeking any truth online um always take everything with a pinch of salt and navigate your life to your own truth navigate your own truthful experience and you'll start noticing how quickly you lift a lot of those mental health struggles in your life so depression, start assessing your external environment, start assessing what restrictions exist in your life that keep you from expressing your desires or actually discovering them initially too. Um, life is just about carrying your desire to a fulfilling experience. And if you carry that desire to that uh, to an experience that isn't fulfilling, doesn't mean that the desire has to go unfulfilled. You know, take it to another experience. You know, imagine the a desire as a as one shape and an experience um, as another. You attempted to fit it in, didn't work. So you have to find the shape that fits the the experience that fits. So you know, if your desire is the shape of a heart and you're going for experiences that are square, yeah, it's not going to be fulfilling, and you're constantly going to be teaching yourself that life is an unfulfilling experience. But you've got to power on. You've got to keep moving until you find that heart-shaped hole of a fulfillment or fulfilling experience. I hope that translated um, in this podcast episode um, through voice, because usually I use that children's toy. You know those those toys with the um, shaped blocks that have to be uh, put into um, the the correct holes. I mean, I'm probably not even describing that well, um, but there you have it. There's a YouTube video if you go to my YouTube page and uh, I talk about um, that whole experience of how to kind of navigate through life, taking your desires to those fulfilling experiences. Okay, moving on. What else can we talk about in terms of um, mental health? I want to talk a little bit about schizophrenia because I think it's a, it's an interesting um it's an interesting one, and I know a lot of people um, who have schizophrenic tendencies, and I've got a few recommendations from uh, psychiatrists who have recommended their clients to me in terms of helping someone move forward just because of the meditation realm. Now, when I teach meditation, we talk about these three key realms of consciousness. There's this memory realm, which is probably where all our traumas exist, but there's this other key realm as well, like imagination, creation, development, all of that. And I always find the way I see um, the schizophrenic tendencies is basically an overly active dream state, you know, voices, hallucinations, things like that. You know, um, I mean, I don't deal with too many extreme cases, but most of the time I notice that there is this highly engaged part of the mind, which is very dream-esque, um, which is very creative, which is very open. So how do we balance that out? Well, I suggest to those individuals who are dealing with schizophrenic tendencies to start creating much more engaging and much more sensory engaging experiences so that there's more um, subconscious context to hold on to. I always find schizophrenia um, to be one of those mental health illnesses where it's more of a super conscious realm that we're accessing, you know, those, those dreamlike um, states um, which are kind of uncomprehendable in, you know, everyday existence because it's so random, it's so different, it's kind of teaching us different things. And also it can, we can also look at 
at the other side of that coin as well look at the subconscious content look look at those traumas that are deeply ingrained and what voice is coming out from memory what have we heard throughout our entire lives in order to for these voices to come up in our heads again it's all all of this is just based on objective observations um not necessarily the true reason of how to deal with any of these mental health issues, but it's worth a shot. Give it a try. Try exploring different ways and try assessing where um, any negative or difficult thoughts are coming from. And speaking of negative thoughts, I always find them um, quite useful. When my mind tends to go negative, the first thing I tend to look at is, right, what am I doing with my life? What experiencing? What experience am I having? that's um, encouraging such negativity what is my mind trying to tell me is it trying to get me to stop engaging with what I'm experiencing through the physical senses if that's the case then I've got to change my experience I've got to change what's physically occurring in my life and what I'm physically experiencing am I just tired usually that's the case usually I'm just absolutely knackered so I just take a break um actually another mental health um issue I want to talk about is bipolar disorder there's a lot of individuals who have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and um, manic depression and I'm always find that it's again it's a lot of it has to do with just learning to develop an awareness of energy um, understanding and catching those highs and lows understanding when you're about to enter them because when you do you can start putting things in place in order to balance your energy out you know if you know you have a high coming on best time to start getting into a workout start getting fit hiking you know really burn a lot of that energy off i even go so far as uh, suggesting eating unhealthy food what an opportunity right um, unhealthy food to kind of bring a bit of that energy down a little bit to feel a little bit sluggish and kind of weigh your system it's not the best approach but you know for people who have come to me um, struggling with with the pills that they've misscribed and just can't handle that energy not that i'm dismissing any um uh uh, recommended uh drugs or whatever that's come from one psychiatrist i'm just again mine is all about mental health management and supporting the mental health um development and it is about raising awareness and again if you can catch those highs you can do something to counteract that energy and same with the lows if you know or you feel low coming on you can prepare yourself you know and start easing up on the schedule and start making life a little bit more uh slower and an easier pace of life so you can match the energy that you have until eventually you're so good at mastering it that it's more instant and you can start balancing yourself out more mindfully and more um with more awareness and more involvement in your um mental processes and one last thing i want to mention um as well about scheduling is um there's a scheduling technique i share with clients as well and what it is it's about um, we use the rhythm of uh, the rhythmic rule of three. So three, six, nine, ten. Sorry, three, six, nine, twelve. And um, what I suggest is the first three tasks that you set for your day are your mandatory tasks, things that you absolutely have to get done for that day. You know, so whether you're on a high, whether you're on a low, whether you're feeling good, whether you're feeling bad, you get these minimum three tasks done. Those are the first three you have to identify. Once you get those three done, you can start scheduling the next three. So now we're on the six now. There's six uh, tasks that you can get done in that day. And if you're feeling like you're up for it, you can complete those um, other three tasks. 
and then keep on bumping them up three, six, nine, 12, 15. You can go as high as you want, but always work in a rule of three. I always find it really works and balances out the energy. And if you can, try and make one of those things um, in each, uh, each group of three a creative thing, something creative and expressive, um, something also that is um, very physical and engaging and something that is also very reflective and evaluative. Um, I mean, there's so much more I can deliver, but in terms of a podcast, I don't think I'll be able to um, express it very well. But again, that rhythmic rule of three is very, very powerful. Three things, six things, nine things, 12 things, 15 things. These will help you... um, understand your energy levels and help you be productive during those highs and lows because some days you've got so much energy and there's so many things you can do if you've got it all laid out you know how far you can go and the nice thing is you can measure your energy levels too you know what is your current um productivity ability or product productive ability i don't know how to word that but what is it um can you achieve six tasks on a low can you achieve nine tasks on a low can you achieve 12 15 or just three um how much can you achieve on a high can you double it triple it and you can start measuring your development too so these are just small little tips and tricks that you can do in order to better manage your mental health work with your mental health and actually assess your physical energy and see how that impacts your mental health you know make a build a relationship with your body build a relationship with your mind develop a sense of self-awareness and you can tackle your mental health um with ease and uh, you know with with smarts it's it's not that difficult if you give yourself the time to pay attention to your mind i know the world doesn't really offer much of that opportunity but just think about what you can do with a stable mental health so if it means sacrificing a few things in order to get there first then i highly recommend it um you know, it's no accident that I had to move from a crazy city um, that's, that seemed to be impacting my mental health in a very negative way because it was just so demanding out there. You know, the demand to show up in a certain way, in a specific way, the demand to change your behavior and energy in order for one market or the next or the next or the next or the next. It was getting quite maddening. So even I knew that, that this wasn't a sustainable way to move forward. And in summary, mental health is just about sustainability. How can you sustain a way of life that's comfortable for you? And I think that's where I'm going to end off on this podcast. Think about how you want to live your life, how you want to feel, and start building a life that you can live comfortably within that brings that energy, that brings that level of fulfillment. And then think about how to sustain it. And once you've done that, once you've figured out how to sustain a happy and fulfilling life, then you can start um, measuring or deciding whether you want to develop that forward and grow it. That's what sustainability is all about. It's just about understanding where you're at, meeting where you're at, and sustaining a healthy and um, more sensible motion way, uh, way forward. You know, get yourself in a way where you can move and sell through life in a happy and blissful manner. It's not about how much money you can earn. It's not about how many people you know or how many followers you can get or how many likes you can attain. It's about sustaining a happy and fulfilling experience of life. You know, you just got to understand what your level of means are, what your level of physical energy levels are and your mental energy levels are. Develop an awareness of all of that. Understand how to create a life that sustains that and you will learn to slowly develop and grow it. 
Again, it all comes back down to the, again, that 3, 6, 9, 12, 15 rule. You can handle this much for now, but once you've got a nice sustainable movement going, you can probably increase it and develop it in a more sustainable manner because you just need the time to really fit things in your life. What I've noticed um, with a lot of consultations I do, there's so much energy and productivity that people are trying to cram in to one tiny space or one small experience. It's not necessary. Think about scaling back and thinking about taking a step-by-step mindful approach. I hate to use the word mindful, but it is a useful word. It's just about, it's just about sensibility at the end of the day. So uh, if you are looking to plan your life, this is my little uh, promotion at the end of this podcast. Go check out my Dream Life Design course. It's only $97. You can start planning your life and it is all about sustainability and understanding the priority in terms of um, building a life of fulfillment by reducing misery, increasing bliss and strengthening gratitude. If you want to check out the Dream Life Design course, it's www.lifeplanningcourses.com. Com, and that will direct you to the Ngomu website where you can enroll onto the course and actually start developing a sustainable life plan that is rooted in your identity and who you are and designed to help excel your identity into a state of fulfillment and not necessarily uh, just monetary wealth. Although you can set your economic aspirations, the goal is a sustainable um, life um, that's rooted in your identity in your truth so that you can maintain a happy and healthy and fulfilling momentum forward my name is terry city thank you for making it to the end of the episode and i look forward to speaking to you again very soon take care now bye-bye